Hey guys, tip top of the morning, even though it's in the evening. Random episode number 53, Thursday something after something, 2017. 21st of September. Oh, do you remember? The 21st of September. I don't know the other. The other words for this, for this, for this. Do you remember the 21st of September? I don't know the other words to this. I should have Googled the words, but I'm too lazy to. Do you remember? How I started this podcast I forget my whole train of thought now Because of the day, the date Oh, I, 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 I Welcome to the podcast today With me, he, Marcus Doing the podcast every week. Quick question. Do you remember the 21st of September? My voice sounds like a trumpet. Oh, 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 oh. Sound a bit like me too. Welcome to the Random Podcast. Good random opening. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Tip top of the morn with me, Marquez. Number 53. I'm clogged up. Sick Hayes, they call me. Sick Boy Hayes. Not sure what it is. A cold, a flu. Who knows, people? Who knows? And as you're all thinking, who cares? Because nobody likes when someone complains. How bad is it when people complain? And then you're just like, you know I don't care. You know I don't care. And even if you put lol at the end of your complaint, I still won't care. And I won't think it's kind of funny that you put lol at the end. I just won't care. I'll actually... Dislike you because you complained about nothing and not in a funny way. And not angry enough for it to be too much of complaints, just boring complain. If you're going to complain, at least get angry or have a strong opinion. People are going to be saying to me now, You need to stop sniffing. Are you on drugs? What drugs are you on? Who's your dealer? Do you get a good deal? Can I buy some drugs for you? Can you buy me some drugs? Sell me some drugs. What are your drugs? What are your drugs? What are your drugs that you're thinking? Taking and thinking. Hang on, I'm getting some good texts about. Good texts about. Just got a text about a sex party and a threesome. Unfortunately, none of them involve me. 
Uh, I'm just going to reply. Am I involved or not? Otherwise, why not? You're a monster. I like it. Only one person will get those texts, and it won't be anyone that's listening to this podcast. On drugs, just sick. First of all, let's start with uh, this week's sponsors. we got some lovely sponsors. First up, Joe's Chairs. Joe's Chairs. Have you ever been in need of a chair? Do you ever feel like a good sit-down? Are your feet sore from standing? Are you reading a book and you're sick of leaning against the wall? Well, welcome to Joe's Chairs. You can find us off the freeway on expressway number five. Joe's Chairs. When Joe was a young boy, he loved a chair. He saw chairs brought people together. People would sit down. They'd tell a story. They'd sit by the fireplace. Sometimes they'd sit and weep. Joe saw that chairs really brought out human emotion. All kinds of chairs. Stools, chairs, high chairs, low chairs. Comfortable chairs, uncomfortable chairs. School chairs. Sex chairs. Any chair you want, Joe's chairs. Joe's your man. Joe Campanelli has been working in this business now for 40 years. 40 years. His son works with him, Joe Jr. And their newborn grandson, Joe Jr. Jr. JJJ, they call him. JJJ, JJ, and J. They've been making chairs. They know a good chair. Whatever you need in the chair, they don't sell cushions, though. They refuse to sell a cushion. They had a cushion sponsorship a couple of years back, and apparently a couple of cushions had bad dander in them. A lot of allergies to the chairs, or to the cushions. People blame the chairs. Joe's chairs really took a pummeling. Really took a pummeling now in the stock market. Joe's chairs was floated in 1994. Joe opened Nasdaq in 1994. Can you imagine that? Joe from Joe's chairs. Came along, came a long way from sitting in front of the fire weeping. That's what he said as he rang the bell on the New York Stock Exchange. Joe rang the bell and said... We've come a long way from weeping on the chair in front of the fireplace, but no one could hear him because everyone had gone to work. But Joe wrote in his autobiography, chairs, I got them. Wasn't that great a seller because people don't like reading about chairs, but he still had the money. It was still a New York Times bestseller. So if you need something, if you need a chair, even if you don't need a chair, maybe you just want to help out Joe because Joe's got his son um, and he's got his new grandson. Joe Jr. and Joe Jr. Jr. JJJ. Who knows if Joe Jr. will grow up and raise his son to grow up and live the chair life. Maybe he wants to stand on his own two feet. Maybe Joe Jr. Jr. wants to be his own man. Maybe he'll go down the cushion route. You don't know. But what I do know is that if you need a good chair, Joe's chairs for all your chair needs. Just chairs. Chair today, chair tomorrow. So thanks to the first sponsorship of the podcast. If you want a sponsorship, don't forget to email in at random podcast sponsorship for good prices at gmail.com. Random podcast sponsorship for good prices at gmail.com. I get one of my interns to hook it up. Good prices, 20 grand a month, and you get a lot of traffic. There's a lot of listeners listening in and 
we got a lot of people that like chairs. I mentioned there's a lot of people sitting down as they listen. There's your market, Joe. There's your market. You should have bought two ads for the one and a half times price, but you didn't. So now we're going to troll over to our second sponsorship of the week. Tony's Tin Whistles. Tony's Tin Whistles. You need a good tin whistle? Are you in a band? Do you live at home on your own? You need a new hobby? Are you playing a sad song at a funeral? Well, Tony's Tin Whistles is is the man for you. Tony is a one-man operation. He makes every tin whistle by hand. Him and his machine, they make it by hand. Handcrafted, machine-crafted, which is what you want in a tin whistle. You don't want a fat tin whistle. You don't want an uneven tin whistle. You want a nice, thin, thin whistle. Tony's, or ch- oh, Tony's your man. Tony knows his thin whistles. So if you need a little bit of the... Give Tony an all on the old. That's all you have to do. Whistle into your phone. Get Tony's Thin Whistle app now. You just whistle. The app opens. You give it an all. The app knows what you want. And quick as a whistle. Tony's Thin Whistle. Impress your friends. Whip out a Thin Whistle at a party. Life and soul of any party is the man with the Thin Whistle. Unless you got money, women, drugs, and alcohol. Ha <laughs> That was just a little ad-lib. I probably didn't do uh, Tony's tin whistles. Too much justice. But there we go, guys. That's the sponsorship for this week's podcast. Shout out to Joe and Tony. Go support the thriving business they have. Chairs and tin whistles. You know what they say? When the big one hits us, what are we going to need? We're going to need chairs and we're going to need tin whistles. So stock up now, guys. Forget your water and your cans of tuna. Get a tin whistle. Get a chair. Because God knows that's all we have left. At the end of the day, is a chair and a thin whistle. So thanks to the sponsors again, guys. Uh, feeling ill. Don't know why. I had an audition this morning. I show up back in LA from being on the road. Go to this audition. I don't like auditions. I don't like... One was for whiskey or something. Like, they should just give me this audition. But they don't to have to make it feel uncomfortable. This is the whole audition. You go in. You have to be a writer. You go in. You pretend to be sitting at a bar. You write in a book. You look up. And then you take a little sip of whiskey. I've had two whiskey. This is actually the second whiskey audition I had like this. Today I did it. I was like, okay, all right. Okay, I'll drink whiskey. Okay, I'll do them both together. But I'll probably give it to a, uh, an American guy who looks symmetrically perfect. Better on camera. Probably wasn't sweating. Probably wasn't sick. But was he a whiskey drinker? No. Was he a writer? No. Should they have given it to me in my sixth state? Probably not. Did I care? Only because I had to go there and Uber there. And it was effort. That I didn't want to make. And you don't get paid for going to an audition. So it's a waste of time. But I had one audition before. The exact same. I swear to God. Exact same. You go in with your pen and your notebook. 
this was in Beverly Hills or somewhere. And uh, it was this literally the exact same. The woman, first of all, she was like, oh, I like your hair, but I'm going to comb it. And I was like, oh, this is not good. She didn't have a comb. So she started combing my hair like uh, the casting director started combing my hair like your mom might comb your hair when you're young and at mass. She was just licking her hand and patting down my hair and making me look all boring and responsible and like uh, altar boy or some sort of thing. She gave me a side crease, just patted it down. I was standing there. She was kind of hotter and she had lovely boobs. I just stood on a little, I looked at her boobs while she was combing my hair with her hands. And uh, she was like, Okay, this is, you look like more like a writer now. And I went to be like, I have three books, you bastard. But whatever you think, whatever you think looks like a writer, or I could just be a writer. But anyway, so I sit down and I write in this little journal and then I look up. And as I look up, my car is outside being towed. And I was just like, what? Like, literally, there's a tow truck. Or I parked right outside, and I looked outside the window. And it was being towed away. And I said, I have to go. And she said, no, I like it. Let's do it again. And I was saying something like, no, I have to go on my car. And then I ran out, and the car was gone, and they don't let you take it back on the spot. You have to go through the whole thing. Then I was back inside, and I said, all right, let's do it again. I need to book this commercial, because I don't want to pay for that car at all. And we did it again, and then she was like, yeah, see you later. And that was that. Didn't book it, and I had to pay for the car at all. So that was fun. So anyway, I had one of them this morning, exact same, just no car, Uber, same result, I didn't care, they didn't care, happy days, went to another one, I hate when they don't tell you as well, these are commercial auditions, so like, just doing commercials, but you get paid some nice money, if you book them, I wouldn't know, because I never book them, even though the casting directors love me, that's what they tell me anyway, although we do have good chats, I remember there was this one casting director lady, and she was just like, they love you. They really want you. I've built you up. And I was like on the final callback or something. And uh, we were joking around. And then one person from whoever the commercial people were, the booking people were like, well, just get comfortable and let's go through it one more time. And I was like, oh, well, I should take off my pants, I suppose. And they were like, what? And I was like, well, you said get comfortable. More comfortable with my pants off. And they were like, what are you on about? That sounds rapey. I was just like, wait, what? And that's the point when I knew, oh, I won't be booking this commercial. This is not a commercial that I'll be booking. This is a commercial that I will not be booking, in fact. That's the vibe I know I get, because you don't want to hear the words rapey in a commercial. Audition, casting, whatever the hell it was. But then, all right, so whatever one it was today, the second one, they wouldn't even tell you what it was for. But it was good money, but they wouldn't tell you what it was. And I was like, well, this is retarded. I don't want to do this. So it was good money, but they wouldn't tell you what it was. And it's like, well, this is dumb. I don't want to do it. And then you have to go in and they ask, oh, just be interesting and have funny stories. And I was like, all right, I'm good to go. I'll do this one. 
And then you go in and they're like, okay, you're not going to be doing any talking. It's going to be in black and white. And uh, we just want to see your range of emotions. And I was like, I have no emotions, really. Especially I'm sick and I'm tired and I don't want to be here. And it's kind of evident. And then they're like, well, you can either go... Oh, so then you, I had to do it with a girl, and I was off camera, and they were like, okay, you tell her a, a sad story, and she's going to listen, and uh, just try and make it empathetic, and see if she can, like, give that range of emotions, of sadness, and I was like, all right, cool. Then I was like, I don't know any sad stories. I don't have a sad story. If it's a sad story, I make it funny. So I just started telling the story, and they were like, um, she started laughing straight away. And I was like, why are you laughing? And she said, oh, I didn't realize you have an Irish accent. And I tried to tell another sad, I made up a sad story about the first time I tried to chat up a girl. It was kind of true. I was on holidays, and there was this girl, I made friends with this dude, and then his sister, I was like, oh, she's nice, she should come hang out. And she was older, and he was like, well, let's go to, up to the hotel room and try and get her to come hang out. And we went up, and I knocked at the door, and I was like, come hang out. And she was like, no. And I was like, come on. She was like, no. And my hands were in the, the crease of the door. And she was like, no, I said no. And she closed the door on my fingers. Closed me door, closed the door on my fingers. <coughs> and uh, like squashed my fingers fully shut almost and I the door was fully shut my fingers were in the door and I was like well this is nice this is nice that I try and ask a girl to come hang out and she repays me with this pain this definitely won't hinder me in the future pulled my fingers out then I just ran around the the corridor screaming, Aah! and then the, her brother ran away because he was like, "Oh God, we're in trouble!" And I was like, "I was just asking your sister to come hang out." And then I just remember being in pain. I ruined that family holiday. Thank you very much because we had to go to the doctor, and then I couldn't stop crying. I couldn't sleep, and my fingers were all squashed. And then I had to go to rehab. My granddad would take me to rehab. And every week in hospital, and I had to learn how to use my fingers again. My four, what are they called? Index finger, the one next to it, on my right hand. They're still kind of fat. And then I was like, oh, no, I have fat fingers. And I had to squeeze a little ball, and then I had to squeeze some Play-Doh, whatever it's called. And I had to squeeze a tennis ball, and then I had to learn how to write. And then I couldn't write, and it was frustrating. And people were like, why can't you write? And I was like, because my fingers were smashed up. They should probably be amputated. Uh, and then one time we were at the hospital, myself and my granddad, and I was bored just walking around the emergency waiting room. That's where they'd make you wait before they brought you into rehab, whatever it's called, physical therapy. That's it, not rehab. And I was walking around, I, f I saw a pen knife, picked it up. There was blood on the pen knife, and I was like, look at this granddad, I found a bloody pen knife. This is cool, isn't it? I don't know how old I was, 12 or something. He was like, ah, oh, that probably used to stab someone. And I was like, oh, yeah, because the guy just came in earlier stabbed and there was another guy trying to fight him. I was like, cool. And that's a cool story. And then slowly but surely I regained, uh, regained full motion in my, in my fingers. And, uh, 
This is the story I tried to tell in the audition, and she just kept laughing. She kept laughing. And they were like, okay, that's not what we wanted. Not at all. And I was like, sorry. And then I must have been saying some curse words or something while telling that story. I felt bad for the girl because I was like, well, this is awful for me. And it's probably going to be awful for you also. And then they were like, uh, okay, maybe tell her a funny story. And then she can laugh. A big range of emotions. And I was like, okay. And then the guy was like, okay, just don't make it a dirty story. Just tell us a funny story from the last few days. I was like, perfect. And then I could just only think of dirty stories as it happens. And I was like, oh, I was just in New York. And uh, have you ever heard of cum walls? And they were like, cum walls? And I was like, yeah, I was leaning against the wall in New York. And this homeless dude was like, hey, man, that's my cum wall. And I was like, what is that? He's like, that's the wall where when it's dark, I come on it. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, look at this. And he took out a UV light and he shone it on the wall. And I believed him that that was his cum wall. So I was like, oh, that's nice. So that's the story. And she was laughing too much. And then they said, that's your story. That's not dirty. And I said, it is. You're very welcome. Should I leave? And they were like, no, it's your turn. And then she had to tell me a story. And I had to pretend to listen. But her story was awful. I zoned out and I yawned during this audition. I yawned while being a good listener. And then they were trying to make me angry. And I was just like, look, I don't care. And they said, okay, time for you to leave. So I left. There are some stories of how I didn't get those auditions. Happy days. You won't see me on any commercials. I haven't sold out yet. And that's why. Some great tales. Great tales. I think I'm sick because I was traveling. We were in New Jersey at the Stress Factory. We did some mighty shows with Cristalia and Mike Lenoche. Uh, like four shows there. New Brunswick, Jersey. I thought it was going to be fun, but it was kind of quietish. It was still fun. Just it seemed dead for some reason. I'm not sure what was going on. The shows are mighty, but didn't seem to be anything happening around town. Then after it, nothing seemed to be going on of note. We went to some diners. Got some unreal heartburn. Don't know what I was eating. The usual tuna. Tuna and guac. Chicken breast and guac. People laugh at me when I go to a diner late at night and they're all eating stuff. And I'll just be like, oh, I'll take a scoop of tuna, maybe two scoops of tuna and two scoops of guac. They're all like, look at this guy. What kind of crap is he eating? And they're like, I'll have a cup of tea too. And they're like, Jesus, it's so Irish and weird. And then they're like, give me a taste. And I give them a taste. And then the next time we go to the diner, they're like, oh, I'll take two scoops of tuna and two scoops of guac. Uh, and then after Jersey, went to New York for a few days. I was getting a train from 
New Jersey to New York, and for some reason there was a group of Irish people on it. I haven't seen like proper Irish in ages, and these were full on just going wild. All these little kids, all the dudes were wearing shirts and waistcoats. There was a kid at one point was ripping at his mum's sh- shirt and it ripped open and her full boob popped out. She wasn't wearing a bra. She was just on the train with a, a boob out in the open. And I was like, ah, I miss, I miss home. I miss Irish home and Irish boobs. A nice pink boob. Uh, but New York was mighty. But whenever I go to New York, people sneeze on me. I was there one time. And this dude who's like a giant, a bouncer at some bar, sneezed on me. Uh, like sneezed in my face, but he's about seven foot tall. And he just sneezed. His head was like the size of my body. He sneezed in my face. And then he just gave me back my ID and said, in you go. I was like, well, I suppose, thank you. And then I was on a train at one point in New York. And someone sneezed on me. And then I turned around and someone else coughed in my face. And then some spat in my mouth at a different point. So all in all, I can see why I was sick. <coughs> Although I think, jeez, I got a flight on Friday to Jersey. Horrendous. I had to leave my boat about four in the morning. And I got home from the gig at like half two. So I obviously couldn't sleep. So I got a flight on no sleep. But I had no booze in me either. So I wasn't like running on drunk fumes, I was running on sober fumes, which is worse. That's when I seem to be weaker. And I'm already a weak man. And I was sitting in the middle of an aisle, and it was a packed flight to Jersey. And about five times, I woke up after an hour. I was like, please, God, please let it be at least a five-hour sleep I just had on this six-hour flight. But it wasn't, it was only an hour, and I started having mini meltdowns in my head, and I started wanting to scream at people. And it was hot, and people had bad breath. I was on this flight, and I was getting claustrophobic. And I kept having to go to the bathroom, and it was a full, full flight. And it was dark, and it felt like a tin tube. It felt like a tin whistle. Um, That was one of the worst flights. I wonder, too, ever since I took private jet the other day, I now don't like flying normal because I was a spoiled little fucker and now normal flights I'm like oh this is awful oh, I have to sit right next to people oh this is the worst oh my life is tough but it was a bad flight it's probably grand I'm just complaining complaining because I'm sick and weak what else did I do in New York? I saw guys come wall. That's always nice. I walked around. I was meeting people. Did some shows in New York Comedy Club. Jeez, there's so many people on the streets in New York. The women in New York, too, are ridiculous during the day. On the streets, out and about. It's just like endless hot women. Like There's endless hot women, too, in uh, L.A., but there's no one on the streets. So you kind of see them, like, in spits if you go places. But in New York, you're just walking down the street, you're like, Jesus, Jesus, holy Jesus, Jesus. Every two minutes, walking along. But then at night time, you never see him. It's weird. Do they not go out? What's going on? What is going on? Uh, the show in New York Comedy Club, that was, that was actually really fun, because 
people on before me. It was a crap crowd. Well, it wasn't that crap. They just didn't seem into it. So I got him into it. I told him all about the combo all. That broke the ice. Then we were off and we were dancing. I'm trying to think what else happened there. Funny I wasn't sick. A weak, weak man. I remember I used to get, thank God for LA weather. I used to get sick all the time in Ireland, like every week. Every year, get a whooping cough. Uh, just be out, out of action. Every year, just a deep cough out of school. Goosed. Remember this, this one time I was sick for ages, kept puking. And uh, ages and ages, I'd go to the hospital. They were giving me all these medicines. Kept puking, kept puking. Doctors would come in. They started checking down my throat. They put a camera down my throat. Then they started putting the finger up, up the ass, as they like to do. Grab the balls, as they like to do. They make you cough while all these other doctors are looking at you. And then they're like, we don't know what's wrong with them. Send them home. You go home, and eventually you just get better. And you're just like, oh, okay. At least the weather in LA is mighty, so you can't get too much of a cold. Uh, I remember as well, actually, in New York, in Starbucks, because obviously I just went to Starbucks and Urban Outfitters, and this Starbucks in New York had its first gender-neutral bathroom. It was like two stalls, you walk in. I feel bad for women that they didn't have to share bathrooms with dudes. Are you joking me? But anyway, I was in there, and... uh, I was in one cubicle, and the girl in the cubicle next to me had the worst diarrhea ever. And she just kept doing it, and then she just started saying, Sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. And I laughed, I laughed, and I laughed, and I laughed. And I don't like the future. If this is the future and it's gender-neutral bathrooms, I don't want any part of it. Has feminism gone too far? Should we... Take back a notch. Take it back to split bedrooms. Where I don't have to be reminded that women do that kind of thing and women don't have to do that kind of thing next to me in the cubicle. And then obviously went to a couple of urban outfitters in New York. They're always nice. Except they were all leaking for some reason when I went in. Uh, so all in all, lovely trip to New York, guys. I highly recommend it. If you're ever in the the west coast of America, check out New York. It's a new spot. I don't think many tourists go, but it's very nice, guys. Very nice indeed. Uh, oh, yeah, I just remember, too, in the flight back, I was sitting like an emergency aisle, the window seat, and there was a couple next to me. And you could just tell they were just too much already. They were probably in their mid-40s. Thought they were in their mid twenties. They were so touchy feely, and they were acting like the plane was their living room and the seats was their couch. They were just hugging and kissing and touching and feeling the whole flight. And then they started chatting to me, and they were like, "Oh, what you do? Oh." We live around the West Hollywood area too. We should all get together for a drink. This is while he's rubbing her, 
if the dude was on the far side and the girl was in the middle, he had his left hand on her boob, rubbing it while saying it to me. And then she was like, you the adventurous kind? And I was like, no. I wish I was on the other side of the plane right now. And they were like, you don't like this? And they started just hooking up in front of me. <clears throat> and I tried to sleep. And they were like, what, you're not into swinging lifestyle? I was just like, stop. I'm on, I couldn't get away. So I just pretended to sleep for ages. And then I woke up and I was writing some stuff on my phone. And a woman was like, what are you writing? And I told her a poem. And she was like, is it about me? And I said, no, never. And then they didn't talk to me again after that. But at one point I looked over and the blanket was over her head and her head was on his lap and he was looking at the ceiling like he was being pleasured in some way. But I couldn't confirm because I didn't want to get up and go to the bathroom and the plane was dark so who knows what they were doing. But sad to say I didn't have a threesome on the airplane. We wouldn't have fitted in the bathroom. That was my only issue. How are we all going to fit in the bathroom, lads? What happens if we try and go to the bathroom and there's only room for two? And the girl goes, oh, it's cool. I'll just wait outside. And I'm like, what? And now I'm in the bathroom with this old-looking dude with weird bleached red blondy hair. So I said no to their offer. I didn't want an adventure with them. A real shame. Would have made for a lovely story on the podcast. Um, but I've been back in LA a day What did I hear? I heard some dude on the phone outside earlier and he, Or yesterday and he was just like what was He saying something like Oh Your mother turned me into a crossdresser Blame her not me I'm sorry I took your shoes So what I gathered from that brief Bit of phone call I heard was that He borrowed his daughter's shoes because he's a cross-dresser, this man. But he's he's not into cross-dressing. His wife got him into it. Or his ex-wife. The, do- the child's mother. So that's when I was like, oh, I'm definitely back in L.A. And then on the way to the audition earlier, I heard screaming and... Screaming and screaming. And I was like, I don't know if that's an acting class. Or someone practicing for a role. Or someone been murdered. But who cares? Because I have to go... And do this crap whiskey audition. So that's good. It's good that there's no sense of reality whatsoever in LA. Always a pure delight. Right, I gotta go medicate myself. It has been a real pleasure, guys. A real treat. If you want to see more of any of this gibberish, I'm on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter at Trickadoo. T R I C K A D U U. Trickadoo. Three books on Amazon, check them out. Random, the adventures of an Irish guy in LA. Randomer, the continued adventures. And Predom, before I came to LA. Three classics, guys. Three classics. Share this podcast with your buddies. I love when people were like, you're really funny. I wish more people knew about you. Well, spread the word. Spread the word, you heathens. Let the dummies know. Spread the dummy word. Um, oh, I got a YouTube series up there on YouTube too. Up there on YouTube. Up there on YouTube. Check it out. Random. The Adventures of an Irish Guy in LA. All right, I'm going to go medicate myself. 
and I will be in touch. In the words of the great John Paul III, that lovely Pope, Kuduk, 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 Kudu